Red Wings beat the Penguins, but blow the lead against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And previewing the Anaheim Ducks matchup to- tonight with Locked On Ducks host Jason Hernandez. <laughs> Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Are we doing hands today? Jazz hands. Hello. (laughs) Uh, We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm on Twitter at BrianFisher971. He's on Twitter. At Bentley Scotty, he's also host at Lockdown Tigers. Want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all really platforms. Good with the hands today, dog. I'm just I'm burning through all these little things. We're into it. Go. Oh, um, review us on Spotify and on Apple. Write a review on Apple. Fingers, fingers, YouTube. Fingers. We YouTube subscriber count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brian, Brian's wild today. He's wild. Wild. No, it's going to be an exciting episode. So our, we're going to have to condense our recap um, because we did do a crossover for two segments. Of It was intended to be one. You're going to hear me introduce the segment as third segment. It was intended to be one. And then we got talking. We're like, there's no way this is going to be one segment. Yeah. So it's two segments of uh, lock, uh, crossover Locked on Ducks, Jason Hernandez. It was very exciting. Obviously, all the Calder Trophy talk dominated before we got to the actual preview. Um, but first and foremost, Scotty, got to talk about uh this weekend we had we were scared going in because of the behemoth of the back-to-back honestly not too upset with how the it turned out i was a little you know disappointed obviously with the blow in the lead against the maple leafs but the win against the pittsburgh penguins was a welcome surprise especially with calvin picard in that yeah man and we even talked we were like ned's probably getting both of these games and then game one immediately wrong picard and we're like (laughs) all right like let's see what's up what a performance by Calvin Picard. Yes. What a performance. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal, bro. 36 I mean, saves. Deserves so much credit. And you know what? We, we talk all the time like we know what he is. And I, I even said in the preview on Friday, I was like, yeah, I think I'd probably just rather Ned played both games. Like, why not? Um, Calvin... He, he, he was unbelievable, and uh, he is a mass, probably the biggest reason we, we were able to beat Pittsburgh. And Absolutely. there's no there's no beating around the bush, no no anything. He was fantastic. He was was star one, and and deserves all the credit in the world. Yeah, and that 100 percent agree. And this was a game too where your your typical things that you normally happen didn't happen. You didn't get scoring from your top two lines. Your goal scores in this game, the King, Giovanni Smith, and I, I don't want to, you know. Did you cry? I cried. You cried. I cried when Philip Zadina scored because, you know, I said, Joe Valeno or Philip Zadina score a goal, Red Wings win the hockey game. Philip Zadina I got scored a text. I got a text before the the Maple Leafs game that Brian said if, if Valeno scored, he'd shave his head. Which on is, on pod on pod, which is I mean, not much. That's shade, obviously but. crazy. I mean, look at all of his 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 head of hair. Like that's a lot to. <laughs> I do. You know what's funny is I used to run my hands through my hair a lot 
when I like had it and I still muscle memory, I'll still run my hands through my bald ass head. <laughs> like there's hair there. Like I'm pushing my flow back and there's just <laughs> nothing there. I just feel stubble. And I'm like, how every long, time I'm like, how long am I going to be doing this for? How long have you, have you been rocking bald? Um, I think I fully embraced it when I was 22. So four years now. Four. I mean, that's still, you know, like 22 years of being able to do that. And then four, not, you know well, what I mean? Like really that's it was 18 still... years of doing, being able to do that four years of denial and four years of acceptance. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough, brother. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think also, you know, Calvin Picard being the number one star is very much deserved. But the other biggest reason they won this hockey game, and we talk about it a lot later with because we recorded it out of order, but Moritz Sider in this game. We talked about it with Jason Hernandez. Moritz Sider was an absolute monster in this game. And I'm going to say this without a shadow of the doubt. This was Moritz Sider's best performance of the year. Ice Hockey Gifts on Twitter posted a compilation of Moritz Sider just being a defensive wizard, calm with the puck, phenomenal stride. 40% of that compilation was him against Crosby. He threw Rust to the side to get the Crosby. Um, in overtime, he got back on a Crosby breakaway to deflect the shot. Just Moritz Sider was playing out of his mind in this game. So if Calvin McCard is the number one reason why we won this game, Moritz Sider is the number two reason. Absolutely. He he was uh he he was he he's incredible, man. He's so he's damn good. And I I think I'm not saying that it's it's a I am kind of saying it's a direct correlation. I'm not saying that the correlation is this uh like exaggerated, and I'm not saying that you know this is the only reason that we look so much better. But no DDK this weekend. There is stats floating around about win-loss record uh, with and without DDK in the lineup. And I, I won't quote it on air. Just Google it. Just Google it. Google like, it. again, like, I, I'm not saying that it's that, it's that substantial that, you know, that, that, that they looked that good. Because we've seen games this year where – We've played up to competition, and and DDK has been in the lineup. So I'm not saying that it's that dramatic, um, but it's it's also pretty impossible to ignore. Yeah, it is. So especially they, again, Insider's case being that that's usually his line mate. Defensively, the Penguins game was a good one, like by yes. their metrics, and obviously, 99% of that was more Insider playing the best game he has all season. But even without DDK in the lineup against the Maple Leafs, they still blew a two-goal lead. Ended up losing 7-4. Granted, two of those were empty net goals. So, in that game, pulling Danny DeKaiser out of the lineup really didn't help the defense that much. That loss really stung on multiple fronts. First loss, the first game, Toronto's played here in Detroit all season. LCA was sold out. It was packed. And the energy was insane. And the Red Wings got out to such a hot start with that Dylan Larkin goal a minute and 15 seconds in. Ned was back in net. It felt like everything was going the Detroit Red Wings way. And they honestly, there were moments where the Maple Leafs were overwhelming the Red Wings, but there were moments where the Red Wings were playing fantastic. It was a good game until like the last five minutes where Toronto just potted goal after goal after goal. And then when Lucas Raymond shot that puck off the crossbar, followed shortly by the Robbie Fabry penalty, that just killed 
all momentum in. I thought it was in too, man. I thought it was in too. I thought thought, in and out. Yeah, I thought he got. I thought he hit back in the net. I was so disappointed. And And um, man, it was a bummer. It's you know, so the frustrating. Are we just going to go into that game? Because like that was. That there's a lot of things that were frustrating about that. That sequence was obviously one. Um, the the fact that so, like so many of the Leafs' goals were just like BS, like stupid goals. The first goal of the game was nonsense. It was an accident. It it it, it was it was a total accident. Their third goal, it just slapped the stick in midair and it just happened like two of those goals specifically were just so just like nonsensical bs Mm -hmm. that made a huge save in that game too yeah oh unbelievable save uh so like on dominic hashik's birthday wearing dominic hashik's number i know Uh, so like it was it was already frustrating that they were like still in it when we were clearly dominating them for two periods and they were like they were still in the game that was already frustrating because of 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 the how those goals came to be but i think by far the most frustrating part of the game was the coaching and this is a conversation we're going to start have to start having a lot more and more the stupid Oh, we're up, so we're gonna park the bus. Nonsense has to stop. Yeah, you can't playing. You can't play. You're playing the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, dog. You're not playing the Coyotes. Which also, yeah. newsflash, it didn't work against them neither. You have to keep your foot on the pedal at all times, or else you're gonna keep losing hockey games. You can't. It's so infuriating. You cannot do a park the bus in hockey. It. You can't. You can't just drop back. And just do dump offs and then stay in your zone and just let the Toronto Maple Leafs just be in your zone the entire period, the entire third. And like you can't. Nadelkovich, you have to have a counterattack. It doesn't have to be good. You don't have to be overly aggressive, but but you have to push the puck. You cannot sit back and do that nonsense. And we did. Yeah, and we've talked about, but we talk about it later too. And Nadelkovich again didn't have his best game i mean statistically wise but it's always touch and go with goaltending on how to view it when a lot a large factor of how they play is based on the team around them and he's stood on his head multiple times this game and just to, just for transparency his save percentage in this game was 857 um which isn't like it's not good but also he faced 35 shots against and one of those goals was a power play goal I mean, the team kind of collapsed around him, and he did everything he could. And obviously, allowing five goals is unacceptable, but it's also hard to make him shoulder all the blame when the team in front of him just isn't was not performing. Well, like you said they were playing not to lose, which usually causes you to lose. You just can't, especially against the Toronto Maple Leafs, like you were saying, you have to keep your foot on the pedal at all times, or you're going to end up losing the hockey game. And they did. You have to have a counter threat, man. Yeah. You can't. You can't do it. It's impossible. You can't against any team. It's the freaking NHL. You you can't you can't do it. And like our third period play, uh, I, I saw a stat flying around the Twitter sphere. I don't I don't know uh, it, it, the extent of its accuracy. And it, you know it was a couple of days ago now. But 
Uh, the Red Wings have given up the most third-period goals in the NHL. That tracks. Uh, and are pretty high up there for the back part of the second period as well, but are then magically like very good at the beginning. You, you can't do that, man. Yeah, you, you got to play all 60. That's what it comes you down can't. To. You, you, part of defense is having a counterattack offense. Defense is not just defense. Part of part of keeping the, the opponent off the score sheet is having a counterattack and having possession of the puck. In what what what's the furthest away you can get from your own net on the ice? The opponent's freaking zone. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It, it's it's not. just it's so infuriating that that's a and a lot that's of teams... a strategy we practice over and over and over again. And it just it like how many times until we learn our lesson, man? Well, I think the problem is a lot of teams just o- try to overthink the strategy, and it, like turns out like no, you want to win hockey games, you got to just score more goals. Score more goals than the opponent. Like, stop trying to, like, take your foot off the pedal and play some kind of, like, you know, zone defense or something. I don't know. Generic football term here. Um, you know, just you got to you gotta keep scoring goals to win hockey games, especially against opponents like Toronto. You can't expect to – you can't sit on a two-goal lead and expect Toronto not to score a couple goals. Like, lockdown defense – part of lockdown defense is playing an, an, an oppressive offense still. Yes, and, and having a threat in the back of the opponent's mind that they can't just let the puck go into the neutral zone and get it back right away and then reset. Yeah, There was zero offense in the third, and I, that's why we ended up giving up, what, seven? I think eight. that if they want to produce more offense going forward, Scotty, they need to start eating built bars in between periods. You got me on that one. <laughs> That was nice. You got you, you even you even got me on that one. I'm glad. I'm, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get smoother with these. You know, he's 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 slick with it. Real slick. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than that candy. Definitely bar. better. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. Chemical spill. Chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it get, just gets so boring. By week three, you're, God, you're like, oh, my God, this is just not worth it. Where is the chocolate? Well, let me tell you. Built Bars covered in 100% real killing this, man. chocolate. I'm Go having off. it up, man. Most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Dozens. So ridiculous. Um, There's also tons of flavors to choose from. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, which slaps. Like, all honesty, like, all jokes aside, guys, peanut butter brownie slaps. Like, that's that's my go-to. It's a banger for sure. Uh, Raspberry, cookies and cream salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so go to Built.com, see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, segment three, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We spent the first two segments recapping the Toronto Maple Leafs and Pittsburgh Penguins game, but now... Let's bring in Jason Hernandez of Locked On Ducks for a quick one-segment 
uh, crossover. The word escaped me for a second there, but here yeah. we are. I got there. Um, we already saw these two teams face off once. Trevor Zegers did pot a, pot a goal in that game. I believe it was an overtime win for the Ducks in that one. Yep. Ed stood on his head. Now the Ducks turn to come to Detroit. Jason, we know what we're really going to be talking about here. It's not so much about the two teams playing, but the specific players on these two teams. So who is your rookie of the year and why is it more exciter? Oh, <laughs> look, Mo's been good. He's been very good recently. I'm not going to deny that. He's probably, you can say great runners. You can say great. Okay. So Maybe. Norris trophy candidate, you know? Yeah. You, you yeah. can say it, <laughs> but Zegris is right there too. You can't deny how good Trevor Zegers has yeah. been. Right there I mean, at two. Yep. You forgot <laughs> a word there, but. T-O-O. He meant to use T-W-O. Right, yeah. No, T-O-O. You, you meant to W. You said it two O's. It's yeah. all right. Sure. Let's go with that. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> Look, come on. You have to give Zegers the props for those highlight reel goals. Absolutely. You had the Michigan. I know you guys are Red Wings, Detroit, Michigan. But Trevor Zegers pulled off the real Michigan <laughs> against mm-hmm. the Montreal Canadiens. That was pretty sick. And he did that flawlessly, almost without hesitation. Just pick up the puck, bam, pot it right behind Montembeau. I replayed that, I'll admit, probably 150 times by now. <laughs> and every time I love it. It's great. It's great. It's um I, I think the the big thing within our fan base is their they we don't want the flash because cider's a defenseman right right there, there's not a lot of flash unless he's hitting somebody there's not a lot of flash that's that he's able to do in a game to game basis and i i think the biggest concern with a lot of fans is that zegris he has been great like no yeah. nobody's gonna deny that and he absolutely deserves to be right there in the competition and not only in the mix of it uh, ha- has a legitimate case for number one, and that's absolutely true. Um, I-, I think the fear is just that uh, maybe Flash will get him the trophy instead of production. Not that his production's been bad. Right. Again, it's been fantastic. But I, I think, you know, the- the- what we don't want is a situation where Cider has pretty clearly been the better player and more productive. But, you know, if they're like this... And and Zegris is here and, and Mo is here that oh the you know the high light real plays are gonna be the reason that he gets it instead of true just who's been the better player. And I think right. that is is the biggest concern, I guess is the word for lack of a better term, within our fan base at least. And I'll point something else out right now is defenseman winning the Calder is pretty rare. Yes. To right. begin with. So the defenseman has to have a pretty stellar season to win the Calder. Right. I know Kel McCarr won it two years ago. Aaron Ekblad won it in 2015 and way back Tyler Myers. That's the list since the last lockout three, three out of 15 defensemen have won the Calder and only one goaltender, Steve Mason, right? That's it. Every other winner has been a forward Mm -hmm. and it's usually a forward that has a good flashy season. Kirill Kaprizov had a lot of highlight reel goals last season. He won it. Elias Pedersen, he won it a few years back. And some guy five years ago um, who blew a 3-1 lead, Austin Matthews. <laughs> I had to get that shot in. Hey, that's more than welcome here, baby. Yeah. That is more than Especially welcome. You're talking to the right people for that. Took took my shot there. 
Austin Matthews won the Calder, later blew a 3-1 lead. But, hey, he won the Calder, so, hey, Toronto won something. A trophy. A trophy. We're not going to talk about which, but a trophy. <laughs> um, no, but and that's that's a good point. And we, Scotty and I brought that up before. It's like a lot of the times with a lot of these awards, it does go to the writers tend to accentuate the most marketable player. And mm-hmm. out of the rookies, at least as of late, like starting off the season, I think Lucas Raymond was the most marketable rookie because he started yep. off way hot. He's cooled off significantly, which is why we're not really bringing Lucas Raymond into this conversation. He's still producing but not goals, not the goals he was creating. He's getting mostly assists. Like more excited. He's, a, play he's goal on the other a night. pretty big goal drought. Actually, yeah, he had one. He's like, had yeah, one, one of the biggest goal. on the entire team. Like yeah. on that because Zadina finally ended his. So he. So, I mean, he's. Yeah. Yeah, that's just we've had a talk talk about that, and we we acknowledge the fact that Zegers has been fantastic, and he's had these two highlight reel plays, which is why yep. a big part of why he is number one and justifiably so in that conversation. We just know that Moritz Sider has been just as, if not as good. It's hard to compare apple to oranges, forward versus defender. Yeah, and it really is. Um, Moritz Sider's just been such an incredible 20-year-old, comes in the league, immediately the number one defenseman, immediately 25 minutes a night. He bullied. I don't know if you saw much of that Wings-Pittsburgh game <laughs> on Friday, but he bullied Sidney Crosby for I 60 did. minutes. I did. And it's like, we know that the, in the end, the Calder Trophy means very little. It means it's all about winning cups, not Calder trophies. But we just want, I guess, with how bad the Red Wings have been in recent years, you've had a taste of that too. The Anaheim Ducks, as well as they've been this season, haven't this been good a in surprise recent seasons. Year, right? Yeah, like they've they, you're been in... awful. Imagine covering a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a few years. It's oh, been... can't imagine. Oh, yeah, can't... all <laughs> can't four of our that, major right? sports. Yeah. Can't imagine. Yeah, our city hasn't been in the playoffs in four years. Nonetheless, the Red Wings. So yeah. yeah. Well, we don't count the year the Pistons hey, made it. Anaheim's wasting box. talent in, in the baseball side. I'm not gonna go there though. Oh yeah, we don't get hey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that, we can relate. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, um, but going back to the last time that those two teams met, remember that game was supposed to take place on a on the middle of the week. Right. And it got postponed, which there's there was some talk about why they postponed it. Oh, yeah, Stevens is still under COVID protocol. He wasn't going to play. People were pissed off at coach Dallas Eakins for sitting him out. And then they postponed it till the Sunday, which was fine. But then you had that Sunday afternoon, whatever the heck that was, where Zegers got the goal. And then he had that sick shootout goal. Mm-hmm. I think that was where it began to turn around a little bit in favor of Zegers because he had been out. He hadn't performed all that well before getting COVID. And then once he came back, he put on that performance against the Red Wings. And I was like, oh, that's going to wake some people up to Zegers winning the Calder. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's just what you said in the end, it, it's probably going to go to a forward and we can't Scotty and I get, can't deny like he is definitely you know, a top candidate. Absolutely. Obviously our loyalties lie with Moritz Sider, but just the chances of a defenseman winning it when it's, there's a forward like Zegers playing, and there's still another half season left to play. So who said, Scotty says this all the time, but 40 games from now, who said, who knows who we're talking about? We could be talking about Dawson Mercer or Tanner Generat from the Nashville Predators as the Calder favorite. But Wait, as Dawson of right who? now, <laughs> yeah, right. We don't want to say that name. Um, but sorry, sure. Sorry, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> Trey, the lovable troll. Um, <laughs> It's just, we know how good he has been, but because he's not a defenseman, he's not as marketable. And so I feel like we feel like he hasn't been getting the national media attention, but Trevor Zegers does also justifiably get the national media attention because of what he has done. 
So it's like right. a little bit of a persecution complex, I suppose. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and, well, it's also like, like hockey is notably horrible at marketing players. And like they they mm -hmm. find, you know what I mean? Like, like horrible. And like who is they, Connor McDavid? Nobody knows. Right. Outside of any hockey fans, you know. Right. And and they, you know, they, they got this young star. You know, he, he's a rookie that is has arguably the two single two biggest hot, like highlight plays on the entire season. Yep. Both go to a rookie. You know what I mean? Like that's for, for a sport that is that is dying for help in the marketing department to have a, a rookie come along and do that. It, it's going to be a situation where where people that are maybe not as like deep into hockey and, and are you know more casual are going to be like whoa like how how does how is Zegras not at the top right because you know mo again most are right. defensemen kind of a thing and and that's not to say again uh, this is no disrespect to Zegras at all it's not to say that people that follow it intently can't can't put him you know right in that mix uh, at the top as well because because again he deserves it but it's just Again, with with a sport that is, struggles so mightily with marketing, they finally have a marketable player, and it's 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 going to be hard to 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 perform for Cider to perform so well to take that away from him. Right, and there's a great confluence right now between Zegris re really setting the stage and this new media deal that the NHL has with TNT and ESPN. You know how much ESPN is marketing Trevor Zegris right now? No, since it's pulling insane. off it's the flying Z. On an ESPN game, by the way. It is both. So I love it to see it. I just is like, because it goes against the guy I'm supporting. I'm like, no, but right. I'm also like, yes. <laughs> it's such a conflict of interest in my heart about like what's going on. Um, Regarding the game itself, that's going to be played. Yeah. Uh, the Red Wings coming off a win on Friday, then a, a blowing the lead against Toronto on Saturday. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, regarding how the Ducks have played recently and how you feel coming into this game facing the Detroit Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena? Okay, so I'm happy that they've got seven out of eight points so far on this road trip. I said on my podcast, five would be if six would be fine. I'd be happy with seven points. They have seven points out of eight on this road trip. And a shout out to a couple people saying they're going to get nine out of ten. It could happen. I didn't expect it. So in one sense, they are winning games. I'm happy about that. The way they're doing it is not on offense. I'll, I'll give you guys a fun little stat here for all the Red Wings fans to ponder. In the last four games on this road trip, shot attempts have not been in favor of the Ducks. They've been out shot attempted 267 to 157. Oh, wow. wow. They've been out attempted wow. by 110. So the question is, what's going on? It's the goaltending. It's the John Gibson appreciation John hour. John Gibson's unreal. We have to appreciate how good Gibby's been in the last few games. Since coming back, and I had to kind of look this up, last five games since coming back from COVID, he's 3-1-1 one, one, with a 949 save percentage, a goals against of 1.8. It's not Those bad. Those are pretty good yeah, numbers, pretty, right? Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, and we're going through a weird funk right now where for the first time this season – Alex Andalkovich hasn't been um, playing yeah. top tier. Like he's been yeah. fantastic all season, but the last few games he's played, he's had an, a, a sub 900 save percentage. And a lot of that's not his fault. And we'll always acknowledge that the, he's got besides more Sider, the defense in front of him is horrid. And that's like the Wait. biggest flaw of the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, so Which he's is what facing the ducks. The ducks might have to take advantage of that because the ducks do boast one of the best power play units in the entire league. Yeah, that's bad. Gets <laughs> 
when you get Getsy and Terry and Zegris together, power play magic can happen. Yeah, so, the Red Wings have one of the worst power plays in the league. So not yeah. not great not matchup. A, when not you a great penalty kill either. Yeah. How does it feel? Hey, the Ducks were last. They were historically last yes, place so. last season. Well, and the Red Wings were second to last last season, and this yep. year they're second to last again. <laughs> and we Woo, changed power play coaches too. So weird how that works. The other thing too is, um, I'm losing my train of thought. Scotty, save me. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. We, like we were talking about the power play and, and all that, and the the defense is something that is definitely going to have to be taken advantage of on on your side. I mean, even the the line with Mo Sider, the he's paired with Danny DeKaiser, who who has been one of like an anchor. Love the dude not, to not death. In a good way, right? Love the dude to death. Straight up, been one of the worst players in the NHL this year. So like, yeah. Even you know, even that line, you you have the ability to take advantage of it, even when Cider's on the ice. Um, the on the offensive side for the Wings, our top six has been unbelievably productive. We moved Bertuzzi down to the second line, even though he's been arguably our our, our most productive forward this year. Um, like putting up numbers in line with Larkin, who's averaging more than a point a game. So like, and, and we moved him down to the second line. Uh, but it, it turns out that that, that was significantly helped our <laughs> offense because we went from one line being just insane and the other three being uh, a little weaker to to now two really, really solid lines at the top that have been very productive. Uh, so, you know, our shots have been up. We went through a little bit of a dip there where the shots were low and then we made that switch. Now the shots are getting better. I think this – I basically I'm saying this game has potential to be – pretty high scoring which is fun uh but also if gibson's in that maybe not. if gibson's you know I mean? in net no <laughs> he's <laughs> gonna lock the door will? again i i don't I, was... I don't know who the last couple of games who's been in there it's been the gibby show okay it's it like was gibson the show here yeah i mean i i love ned but gibby has been fantastic so far this mm. season especially oh, on this yeah. road trip oh yeah he's trying sure. to shut up all the doubters there were some doubters saying, Gibby's an all-star? Like, yeah, I'm an all-star. And they're going, but but you? You're, you're mediocre. You're good at best. And he shut them up the last few games. So yeah, maybe there's that be, little uh... bit of chip saying. Well, it's okay. We got yeah, to leap back up to uh, goaltender Calvin Picard on our team. So <laughs> we're looking strong. Ah, Rear Picard. AHL. That guy. Yeah, he got called up because Grice was in COVID protocol, started against the Penguins, and got the win in the shootout. Just he did. what, what the hell right. happened? No, Damn but right. in all he reality... Had like 40 saves or something ridiculous. Too, yeah. But all reality, it's going to be Alexander Nedeljkovic. And although he's I mean, been rough lately, he's been great all season long. So I think... But just because... and we, we Scotty and I were all like dread and fear going into this past weekend. The Red Wings beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in a shootout. They... they inevitably blew a lead against Toronto Maple Leafs, but played them hard for the first two and a half periods before they finally crumbled in the last five. Um, This is the point. Can, the, I, can the, I point out the Ducks did the opposite. They were trailing against Toronto and came back and got a point against the Maple Leafs. Yeah. I, I'd much rather that. Yeah. Let me tell yeah you. True. I'd, I'd, I'd significantly rather that. But this is where my point's going is the Red Wings have shown a propensity all season to play up to their opponents. And they face hard opponents, and they beat them all season. If they, it, Listeners to our shows are probably rolling their eyes at me bringing this up again. But they lose to bad teams, 
and it's embarrassing. They lost to Arizona. They lost to um, they lost to Montreal twice. You know, they actually seasons with Buffalo, but that doesn't support my point. They they play down to bad teams, but they beat really really good teams. They've beaten Vegas. They even the Edmonton. Buffalo wins were to overtime. Yeah, those were not great wins. I mean, so they beat great teams, but they lose to bad teams. So playing a team this season, which and I'll give you credit here, Jason, the Anaheim Ducks are pretty great this season. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I even though in on the betting sites, lineup to lineup, it looks like it should be the Anaheim Ducks game. I will not count the Detroit Red Wings out because. <laughs> They can win tough battles because this team grinds and they battle it out and they can surprise you. And Dylan Larkin is a freaking all-star. And the, uh-huh. the, the biggest thing uh, or one of the biggest things too is um, uh, the Detroit Red Wings are a completely different team on home versus the road. Oh, yeah. We are yeah. horrid on the road, like horrid, horrid on the road. And then no matter who you are or how good you are, if you come in, if you come into LCA, it's going to be a tight game. So – very, very different home and road splits and everything. So we have that going I'll take for a, us. I'll take two. a point. I'll take a point against Detroit on the road. That's fine. Oh, I, I mean, to end that, that would be the end of your road trip, right? I mean, that would be a, a massive success of, of a road, uh, of a road stint. Eight or nine points out of 10 on a road trip, no matter the opponents, is always welcome. Absolutely. And could get first, could be first place at the end of Monday night. So Absolutely. I got one final question here before we uh, wrap up this crossover. And it's if your team's going to win, what do you feel is going to be the X factor for the Anaheim Ducks that's going to get them the win? I can't believe it took us 17 minutes to not mention Troy Terry. <laughs> or as the locked on Los Angeles Kings host likes to say, Troy Vetchkin. <laughs> Just trying to, <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. Troy, v- although... Now I'm kind of coming around to the Troy Vetchkin moniker mm-hmm. because Terry scoring like him 25 goals this season. He's been the X factor on a number of games with that wicked wrist shot and just weaving in and out of defense. It's got to be Troy Terry being the X factor along with John Gibson, who I suspect will probably start. I think yeah. so. Scotty, what do you think is going to be the Red Wings X factor in this game? If they're going to win this game, what do you think's got to happen? Uh, Alexander Delkovic. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think that's the easy one, right? Because, like you brought up, he's been so phenomenal all season, and then the last like uh-huh. week, randomly, he he's uh, he's kind of nosedived in in production. And uh, again, not that not that the yeah, defense in front of him is, is doing him very many favors, right? But um, at the end of the day, it's it, it's counted on his stats, and I think. I think that's the biggest one. I, I have full faith in the top six. I know what the defense is. I'm not going to come on here and say, oh, the defense needs to be great because I'm not going to set myself up for, for disappointment like that. I think uh-huh. the, the, the easiest and, and uh, most applicable person w- would be Ned. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's going to be the same as what I said going into the weekend, Scotty. It's got to be depth scoring. We know the top two lines are going to produce, and I have faith that Ned's going to, be Ned. I, I continue to have faith that Ned's going to be fine. Um, I said it going into the weekend. If Zadina or Valeno can score, they're going to win a hockey game. Zadina scored against Pittsburgh. They won. It's, it comes down to, you know, your top six is going to score, but you need that secondary scoring and they're not getting it. If they can get secondary scoring, I think the Red Wings got a real shot in this game. That could what be. You, what are you chuckling about over there, Jason? <laughs> well, I have a prediction. I think it's going to be 3-2 in overtime. In favor of the Ducks. Of course. That, Respect it. 
because these two teams play each other tough. And you mentioned those secondary scores. That's the one area that I think the Ducks need to be careful about. So I think you are pretty accurate in your assessment. That's what I think could happen. Keep an eye out. And now he's not hes not a depth piece anymore. He slid up to the first line. But you watch out for Vladislav Nemesnikov. Yeah. He might just be my favorite Red Wing this season. Because wow, he really? has been... He, has he loves the Detroit Red Wings. Like, like Vlad loves the Detroit Red Wings. After he scores, like he does, like the the jersey. The jersey like tug. he's a fan favorite just because he loves the organization as much as all the fans do. It's, it's he, pretty fun. He's also he's a guy you can put in anywhere in the lineup. We got to wrap it up here, so I won't go into too much. But he's you know averaging half point per game. He's scoring over almost every every other game, either assist or a goal. He's on the top line now that Pertuzzi has been slid down, and he's shown the capability of just fitting right in he's been so good yeah, and he's really just good. such a good personality it's just i love everything vlad domestikov and i want to see him in a winged wheel for a long time to come yeah um, i'll give one more x factor go ahead adam henrique is now back and he's back in that top six role so watch out for adam henrique because he hasn't been doing too much yet i think he could bust out on this game as well and he's at least get a point he's gonna bust he, out he's baby. not he's not a bust henry had a good season <laughs> Um, guys, any final thoughts? Four, two wings and regulation. Nine God. Nine uh, God. Nine uh, God, baby. Are, you a, are you a Rams fan, Jason? Um, you Don't know, I will admit th- I'll admit this right now. I'm not really much of a football fan anymore Fair because enough. the Rams and the Raiders both left SoCal at the same time. They broke my heart as a kid. Absolutely <laughs> did. So I'm not really having much rooting interest in the Super Bowl for what as it's a, worth. As a Lions fan, I'm currently, as I'm wearing my Lions hat, I'm living vi- vicariously through Matthew Stafford right now. The whole city is Rams fans for the it, moment. Yeah, he, he has shut up all the haters. His first season away from Detroit, he goes to the freaking Super Bowl. Like, yeah, how about the, that? Stafford haters God. have nothing, no leg anymore. No Nine leg God. to stand on. Nine God. Um, anyways, want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, uh, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. They are your go-to one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, go check them out because the link is still removed, <laughs> so I don't know how that ends. Third, third listen, Locked On Ducks. Third listen, go. Locked On Ducks. Fourth <laughs> listen, Locked On Tigers. Get, get all of us oh. in there. We're going. Oh. Uh, we'll be back with a game recap tomorrow. Same time, same place. To your team every day. Every day. Quack, quack.